Everybody laughed. Ib, you have to admit, your scholastic record is a bit spotty, Dexter added. What is this? Ibn complained. National pick on Ibn Day? Don't pay any attention to them, Mrs. Truett said. College isn't for everybody. Exactly, he said. You don't need a piece of paper when you make as much cheddar as I do. Ibn gave Mike and Dexter a playful sneer. Seeing Ibn reminded bunches of who was still missing. Where's Colin and Stacy? she asked. Stacy was a little under the weather and couldn't make it, Tiffany said. She told me to tell you congratulations. The three men groaned. Be nice, boys, Mrs. Truett said. It's not fair to deny someone the benefit of the doubt. Ibn gave Bunches a wink. Colin drove to get your graduation gift. You guys didn't have to do that, Mrs. Truett protested. Believe me, you boys have already done enough for Bunches. You sure didn't, Bunches added, not nearly as sincere as her grandmother. Oh, please, Ibn said. You know that if we didn't get you something, we would never have heard the end of it. You're just playing that humble role because your grandmother is standing next to you. They all chuckled again. Let's head on over to parking lot eight, Dexter said. We told Colin we'd meet him there. Bunches slid one arm inside Dexter's and the other inside Mike's and looked up at both of them. My, my, I have two handsome escorts. Dexter cut his eyes at Mike over Bunch's head. One handsome escort, Bunch. Maybe one and a half. Come on, Dex. Why you want to sell yourself short like that? Mike responded. You're not that ugly. Bunches smiled. She loved all the guys, but she was closest to these two. They had been the ones able to devote the most time to her the last few years because they hadn't had full-time girlfriends. The group forged their way through the sea of graduates and their families. It was a long hike to the parking lot, made a little longer by bunches stopping to hug and congratulate fellow classmates who she recognized. Yo, Bunch, Dexter said, after yet another one of her stops. You might want to keep the well-wishing to a minimum. I'm ready to go eat. When aren't you ready to go eat, she replied. Dexter flexed his massive right bicep, making the fabric of his jacket stretch tightly. What? Do you think this studly body comes about without proper nourishment? He isn't the only one, Mike chimed in. Save some of this bliss for y'all's class reunion. Mike took off his jacket and loosened his tie. He glanced at Ibn, who was a couple steps ahead of him, looking like something fresh off the pages of Ebony Man, and walking with his usual aristocratic stride. Without even trying, Ibn had a manner and presence that subtly said, I'm better than you. Mike couldn't resist. He ran by him, smacking him roughly across the top of his head as he passed. Take that, pretty Ricky. Ibn started after Mike, but he stopped after a couple of steps. One, it was too hot to be running around. Second, he needed to check on the state of his hair. Peasant, he yelled at Mike. When Bunches saw the sign for parking lot eight, she was relieved. Her pumps were for aesthetic purposes only, not for hiking. As the group stopped, 
She scanned the half-full lot. She saw Ibn's black bends and Dexter's forest green sob parked side by side, but there was no sign of Colin. Right when Bunches was about to ask what was up, a cherry-red Celica came to a stop in front of them. Tiffany turned the video camera back on. Did I say Colin drove to get your gift? Ibn asked. What I meant to say was that Colin was driving your gift. Bunches gasped in disbelief. Colin got out of the car, came around front, and dangled the keys. His green suit was too big, as were most things he wore. Because of his skinny build, Colin didn't wear clothes. Clothes wore him. Lord have mercy, Mrs. Truett said in amazement. Bunches yelped at the top of her lungs and jumped into Colin's arms.